0: So we're following um, the Bible. Um, It's Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 4. It's on page 17 of the church Bible, if you want to follow it through. And I could do a few extras. So put your hand up if you want to be the people who go with Abram. I'll have Rick and James and Robson. And (coughs) is John Harrison? Has John come in yet? Can I have Jim Garland? Yeah, can you come down? Awesome. And the singers? (laughs) Did you do it? Excellent. If you want to come over here. Fantastic. want to start over there. Excellent. So this is the bit of the story that we're going to be having a look at this week. And this is what it says. It says, so... Abram left as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had, and the people they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. They set out for the land of Canaan. <laughs> and they arrived there. <laughs> well, that's stuck, the their stuff. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. Okay, so we're going to stop there. That's the first part of our story, is that Abram and Sarai and all the other people that they had and all their possessions, they go from Haran and they go to Canaan. So what I find really interesting about about this part of the story is that we've seen that Abraham's family is getting smaller and smaller, yet God promises that his family will become a great nation. And he might be feeling all kinds of things, like sad, like lonely, like confused, like angry. He might be feeling all kinds of things, yet he still does what God asked him to do. And I think that's amazing. He did what God asked him to do. He set off from his home country in Haran and he went to another country called Canaan. And even though God's promises look absolutely impossible to fulfill, Abraham is still trusting God. I wonder... This is a question to ask ourselves. How do we react when everything around us looks opposite to God's plans and promises for your life? How do we react? Do we keep on going? Do we keep on trusting God? It's really interesting because Abraham... He's not only doing what he's supposed to do, he's not just trusting in the impossible, but he's a trendsetter. He's a trendsetter. Because it's only God who's speaking to Abram. Abram, come over here. He's a trendsetter. Because his family are going with him. Sarai is going with him, Lot is going with him. And look at all of these people who he's acquired from Haran are all going with him. They're trusting that Abram knows what he's doing and that Abram is actually doing what God wants him to do. He's a trendsetter. He's a leader in his family. I wonder, as Christians today, Are we trendsetters? Are we leaders? Are we trendsetters in our families, with our friends, at school, at college, in the workplace, with our neighbors, with the people that we meet down the gym, or at singing for fun, or um, in the Coffee Connect, or at the craft club, or at the film club, or in uh, the book club? With the people that we meet and the places that we go and in the way that we serve in church, are we trendsetters? Are we making the example? Are we the models for others to follow? Or is it the other way around? Do we tend to get pulled by other people and tend to do what other people do? Well, let's see what happens next in our story. So Abram and Sarai and Lot and all everybody else travelled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Morah. At Sechem. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. And the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring, I will give this land. So Abram built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. So I wonder, um, hands up for a gold coin, a chocolate gold coin. Can't get done for false advertising. Uh, what did God promise Abraham? Right back at the beginning, Robert. He promised him that he would become a great nation. That's right. And promised that he would bless him. Brilliant. What I find really interesting about this story is that when Abraham is wandering through the land with all of his people and his family, and God has said, I will make him to a great nation, he finds that the land is already full of a great nation. It's full of the Canaanites. And the Canaanites were a civilized people. They were a civilization. They had cities. They had chariots, they had armour, they had weapons, they had fortified cities. What is God going to do? How is God going to make the promises come true? That he will make Abraham into a great nation when there's already a great nation there. What do you think Abram is feeling now as he wanders through this place? Autumn rain? I think he might feel confused. Yeah. Brilliant. Excellent. And then in this part of the story, it's absolutely fantastic. Remember, Abram is 75 years old. And the Lord appears to Abram. In his confusion, he appears to him and he says, To your offspring, I will give this land. He encourages Abram. My promises will come true. So, how do you think Abram might feel now? He actually sees God. It says, God appeared to him, Erin. I think he might feel amazed and unique. Absolutely. Give yourself a gold coin. Awesome. Chocolate gold coin. Awesome. He might feel amazed and unique. I wonder, what encouragement do you need from God today? What encouragement do you need from God today? And are you brave enough to go to him and ask for that encouragement? Are you brave enough to go and actually meet with God and ask him to be encouraged? Let's pick up our story. It's the third and final part. So they're in Morah. And from there, Abraham, Sarai and Lot and all of his people went on towards the hills east of Bethel, and pitched his tent, with Bethel on the west and I on the, on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. Then Abram set out and continued toward the Negev. Can anybody tell me what did Abraham do next? He moves from one place to another. William. Uh, he prayed. He prayed, yeah. Excellent. He eventually prayed. Anything else? What did he do next? Uh, ben. Say that again. He builds another altar. Excellent. Brilliant. The amazing thing for me in this part of the story is that um, back in Morah, God appears to Abraham and he speaks to him. Now, I wonder if God appeared to you and spoke to you, would you, A, stay there? Because God appeared to you and spoke to you. Would you think, wow, this is an amazing place. God be, must be in this place. I think I'll stay there. I think I would. I think I would stay there. I would leave. But the amazing thing is, is that Abraham doesn't do that. He leaves. Even though God has appeared to him and spoken to him, he leaves that place. And he goes to a different place. I wonder, as Christians today, do we tend to cling to old encounters with God? Or can we be brave enough to, yes, remember those encounters, but to keep on moving forward with God to the next new encounter, the next new experience? Because I see Abraham moving forward with God, keeping moving forward, keeping looking for that next encounter, that next experience. Ian, could you just tap down for me? what does he do when he gets to bethel well he builds himself an altar just like what ben said he builds himself an altar and do you know building an altar is about worship it's about worship so he goes from one place to a next and then what does he do when he gets there he worships god even though his family is getting smaller even though the land is already full of another people, a massive nation, the first thing that he does is he gets to a new place and he worships God. And he does this amazing new thing. Instead of waiting for God to appear to him, he now calls on the name of the Lord. He's not just moving forward Geographically, but he's moved a massive shift in his own thinking about God. He can talk to God. So he first worships and then he talks to him. I wonder what is our response in times of trouble? Do we have hearts that go, I will worship God during trouble times and I will call on him? Or do we tend to do something else? I know in times of trouble, I tend to do other things like panic. Or go to Kim. (laughs) (laughs) Or panic and go to Kim. But Abraham doesn't do those things. He worships and he calls on the name of the Lord. He's called a giant of faith. He keeps on doing what God asks him to do. He keeps on trusting, even though God's promises look like they're not going to be fulfilled. Even though it looks impossible. He keeps leading, and the people he keeps leading keep following. And in times of trouble, he worships and calls on the name of the Lord. And he doesn't cling to old experiences of God. Thank you, Richard. He doesn't cling to old experiences of God, but he keeps on moving to the next new experience and encounter. I wonder, when we get home for lunch today, when we're feeling a bit hungry and we're a bit tired, as the day goes on, And as Monday comes and goes, and Tuesday comes and goes, and Wednesday comes and goes, I wonder, can we do an Abram? Can we keep on doing what God asks us to do and living the way God asks us to live? Can we keep on trusting God, even though his plans and promises look impossible? Can we keep on worshipping God, And calling out to him and not waiting for him to call to us. And can we keep on looking for the new encounter, the new experiencing, remembering the old, but looking to the new. And can we be trendsetters, allowing other people to follow our lead? on your tables in your families with your little bricks I'd like you to build me with the glue and the bases and the bricks I'd like you to build me an altar and ask yourselves this question share with each other the times when God has answered prayer or moved in your lives and if you're In the congregation, I'd like you to turn to the person next to you and share some of those experiences. Experiences where God has answered prayer or moved in your life. And we'll spend five minutes doing that. Thank you. Yeah. Okay just the last few seconds Okay brilliant that was helpful I hope maybe you shared some of your experiences where God has um, shared where you've called on the name of the Lord or you've shared something with him or where there's been times where he's answered prayer or moved in your life I hope that has been encouragement to hear one another's stories so um, let's just pray now